Did I put that on the recap? Um, the scientist guy? So what day was it? It was like Thursday. Wednesday? I think Thursday because they talked about it again on Friday. They asked um, Phyllis what she oh, thought. Yeah. I just want to make sure I wrote it down. Because it, it didn't hit me as hard as it hit everyone else. Yeah, um, you just put lady scientists be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man, I'm so sorry I was recording through that. Because that sounds like a pre-roll that's going to happen. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice-weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the two beautiful-to-live radio show slash podcast. On Saturday mornings, we have a guest on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment, and hash it over. Uh, but now... It's Monday, so here comes a full recap of last week's shows to tide you over until the fresh TBTL comes out later today. I can't do this show all by myself, so producer Jeremy Holmes, who I feel is a Shoreline 7 and a Mount Lake Terrace uh, 6.5, <laughs> he's close by to steer the ship, but as always, I'm joined on the air by a perfect 10, the lovely Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Mike. Christy. Mike. It was a big week on TBTL. It was. Um... But before we get to that, we're going to, we're, Christy's corner tonight is going to be kind of your take on a tense week that I had because mm-hmm. you were involved with it in, in a pretty large way. We have some LRB business to take care of as usual. The week in review will be yours, including, um, Jones and for Thrones in and the clip of the week. We'll of course tell you how to get involved at the end of the show and we have, uh, some housekeeping. And uh, Christy will clean that house if uh, if there's anything to be cleaned. Christy, this week was kind of a tough week emotionally for me. What happened? What had happened was um, my other podcast, Takedown Podcast, which has been going for two years, um, for the most of it with my partner Matt, and more recently Jeremy has been a third man in the. Uh, three time zone booth. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt was struggling with it, with being able to show up for our recording times and because he's so busy and he has a lot of stuff going on. Just think things are actually going really great in his life and we want him to pursue those things. We don't want to hamper him. Um, and of course our time, mine and Jeremy's has been limited a little bit by uh, having, t- not having to, but by doing this show the little red bandwagon because it it means a couple nights that I have to record and a couple nights where Jeremy has to set things up and and some late nights where he has to put together uh, the the takedown podcast which wasn't what he was brought on to do so uh, it just became it became untenable um, we had done the show for the past three weeks with different co-hosts and with different ideas. And we were putting out good content, but it wasn't the takedown podcast that Matt and I originally envisioned. I know there are a lot of crossover listeners here mm-hmm. um, between the two because there are a lot of TBTL listeners that listen to takedown. So they're kind of in on this. They know about this and maybe the rest of you don't care, but this is something that I <clears throat> went through this week and uh, what, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell how the story ended. Um, after I get Christy's reaction, Christy, you were over there. You and Jeremy have a stake in this, uh, in in the Takedown podcast and in Little Red Bandwagon, and you know all the all the demands it was putting on Jeremy's time. And 
I mean, what there was a, there were there was at least two nights. I think it was Tuesday and Wednesday, or or yeah, something like that. There were two nights where there was a lot of stuff going on, and it was unclear, you know, what the future of that show was, and and what Jeremy's, you know, what was going to be required of him, and all that. Take take me through how you were feeling du- during all of that. Well, first I have to ask, is this where you blame me for uh, takedown <laughs> being taken no, down? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> um, and we're not taking it down. You can get all the episodes at 1017.com. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think that it, that the conversation needed to happen a while ago. And I think that, um, everyone was kind of just too scared to talk about it or see the writing on the mm-hmm. wall, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Because it wasn't the same show anymore. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. It's sad. I'm an original downer, so um, I'm sad about that. <laughs> but I yeah, mean... Yeah, there's a... Matt brings, Matt, Matt brings a, a unique personality to the show and he's, he's um, a guy of Mexican descent, so that was always fun to you know, play off that. And, and we had, we have a tone and a pace of that show. That's, that's just different. Whether you like it or not, it's different than any other show. And without him and I doing that, it's not the same. I mean, yeah, we were doing some good shows. I mean, I thought the father's day show was excellent, but it's not takedown. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, um, I also just think that it started to take an emotional toll because it was um, trying to get everybody's time. I mean, we do this four hours a week. We're actually doing recording, actually recording. And then probably, I mean, and then of course listening to TVTL and making notes and doing the show sheet. So I would say it's probably about six hours of our time a week. And then you Mm -hmm. were basically doing everything for takedown. So you have right, that. not the editing, but no, but yeah, yeah pl- planning and, and executing the show. Yeah, yeah. So then that's a huge chunk of your time, and especially um, with Colin back, I'm sure that you guys like to have family time. That taking, you know, up to ten hours a week to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I basically have to tell it. I basically have to tell him every night when he comes home to to stay in his room and shut up. Right. Which is, you know, really great parenting. Right. Right. <laughs> and, um, and then for as many hours as we record, that's how long it takes Jeremy to edit because he likes it to, he likes a good product to go out and to sound. And he doesn't, he's not usually mm-hmm. in here when we record. So he yeah. can't see when he has to edit things or put things in. And so he listens to the entire right. thing. Um, so that, yeah was a toll in his time. And then he started having to do takedown podcast. So that added more time of recording and, and editing. And then also nerd out loud, which he does. So there's that. And then also he records a podcast mm-hmm. for work that he, that is highly edited. It's sort of like a NPR, this American life type podcast. So yeah. that takes a lot, a lot of time and energy. Well, and add in the fact that Jeremy is, already a cranky angry person <laughs> and then you you stack these hours on top of him i mean he's he's nigh on intolerable at this point so i think i think y'all were glad to see it go um and i understand why um but yeah th- those are a tough couple of nights so if my notes aren't that great 
early on in the week, it's because this whole thing was going on. And just to put a bow on it, our our friend and contributor to the show, Josh, he brokered a piece and Matt, Matt and I are collaborating on a finale, which we will be recording in about 12 days, um, where we blow it all out. We, we call everyone dummies and they call us dummies and it, it's all over. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so enough about that. That's, that'll be coming and I'll keep you updated on that if, uh, if anyone cares about that. Um, LRB business. David Burbank. Wow. What a kid. Mm-hmm. When he said, uh, when he swore for the first time and said, sorry, Aiden, I knew, I knew we had a, a star on our hands. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember the time when Luke, I think it was Luke and Jen decided to make what the future, when they passed on who would take over the show. And I think it was Mike Pesca and Addie would be yeah. the next generation of TBT. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I think oh, no, somebody, you. I think somebody on Twitter, no, somebody on Twitter did it. They, they, I think somebody on Twitter came up with that idea and they talked about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Future TBTL or something like that. So I think that we have David, David Burbank needs to be your backup. (laughs) He will fill in. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure David would do a wonderful job. It's just the same thing with Matt. I don't want to take him away from his actual life (laughs) because I don't have one. So. So I can do it, but he sounds he's he's out there in the rad shad doing stuff. Right. Well, if being, you can't fulfill he's his duties, banking it up out there. If you can't fulfill your duties, then, he will step in. Okay, <laughs> at least temporarily until right. they, they can find a permanent repayment. I'm sorry, did I say repayment? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But now we need to find a replacement for me if if I can't fulfill oh, my duties. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to give some thought to that. Okay. Let's let's revisit that next week. Um. People are asking about merch again. Where there was a big thing, uh, stickers and blah blah. Um, explain to the explain to the wagoneers here what <laughs> what's going on with merch because we did get an answer from Luke and Andrew. Yes, um, they are tr- they're trying to deal with that with Infinite Guest and how to put up a merch store on the website. So hopefully that's coming soon. And it, because there was a lot of talk of people wanting the window sticker that says 10 that were only sold for a very short time through Jen's website. Um, and those aren't for sale right now, but, um, I've, they are very aware of what people want and hopefully Mm -hmm. we'll be able to put that up soon. Okay. Um, and, and yeah, I guess the lesson too is that there was a thread where a lot of people were offering to help and, and get the merchandise made and all that. And, and that, that's very generous and and it's appreciated on their behalf on our behalf but we're in a holding pattern right now because it's you know it's their it's their product it's their license you know and so we asked permission we got a not right now so yeah. that's where we are but if we get a yes we will put something out for sure we have a about a day or a day and a half if you download and are listening to this on Monday morning to vote in the USA Today um, Boys High School Team of the Year in the state of Washington. And the reason we're bringing this up is uh, one of our very close friends, Dana Steele, is a teacher at that school. They had a tragedy. They had a shooting this year. And uh, their, their, their run through the football tournament sort of um, bonded everyone together. And we want to see them win. And they're neck and neck with the Ballard Beavers soccer team. <laughs> Four more ridiculous words I've never heard uttered 
together. So help them win. Go vote. Appreciate it. Uh, Christy, are you ready for the weekend review? I am. Okay. I recall this being a pretty good week, except for a couple nights I was making notes through my tears as I was breaking up with my podcast partner. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Monday, uh, we started out with Andrew. He was in, he was in uh, his office and he was afraid to turn on the fan and we were about to get naked Andrew doing the show. <laughs> Is that something you're interested in? Naked Christy, Andrew? I know you like naked men. Yes. Yes. Very fond of that. Um, I often podcast with no pants on. So I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sweats? Shorts? No, it's hot. Night pants? It's hot and I can't have a fan in here. Okay. Well, we'll just let, we'll give the male listeners a moment to. <laughs> and female. All right, guys. We all set? Or a woman. Uh, sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Wait, it's a big tent here. Everybody's welcome. <laughs> all right. Um, I guess we 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 got to start now talking about the prison break. Oh yes, uh, this was the story. Of, this was a week of great stories. Yes, the it prison was... break being the, <laughs> the first of them, and then we get a LeBron James wardrobe malfunction, <laughs> and we get was uh, it a malfunction? We get the other lady who or a blessing. Uh, he's bad. <laughs> he's bad at tucking. Let's just say that <laughs> he's a bad tucker. Okay. Uh, I know it's easy for Christy to get off on that subject, uh, but the prison break, uh, Luke is really fascinated with it. Um, Andrew Andrew seems happy to talk about it, but Luke seems to bring it up every day. Um, what's your take on, on this uh, prison break? Do you, do you think they're going to find these guys? And meanwhile, I'm going to look. I got a message from Pape earlier that I, that I need to uh, relate to the downers. Um, you mean the Wagoneers? You just call No, me. no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. I'm, I've got it on the mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wagoneers. There are a lot more of you than there are downers. So I should be respectful. Um, it's fascinating. And just like Luke, I can't wait for it to be over and for them to be caught so I can hear their, about their adventures. Mm-hmm. There has to be a dateline well, or something. Oh, this, this is going to, it's amazing what's going on. Um, so Pape and I, as as we often do, we're messaging and speculating on what's going on in the personal lives of the hosts. And and Pape was talking about uh, the Luke's Lummy Island mm-hmm. uh, trip. And Lummy Island, for those of you that don't know Western Washington geography, it's pretty remote. You have to go up like through Bellingham and out onto a little ferry, and it's it's. Pretty remote. And he never said his reason for going out there. And we know he's fascinated with the prison break story. So Pape and I thought maybe, you know, we were trying to put together the day off that he took last week with when the prison break happened <laughs> because we thought he might be harboring these guys. If, like he if, flew to New York, got them, you know, <laughs> did the getaway and they went to a Canadian airport and flew back to Seattle okay. or something like that. Um, but I, I was asking Pape where he actually thought these guys were because he's a he's from Western New York. He's very familiar with these communities and and the surrounding areas. And he said um, that he thought that they could get a boat, and that there are a lot of lakes that actually connect around there. So it's kind of easier to get away if you don't carjack someone because obviously then you're gonna right you're on the radar. You know, you're giving them something to look for. But if you steal a boat, sometimes there's boats that just sit out there. You know, for months before anyone even checks on them, 
you know, because mm-hmm. I, when I was a kid, I mean, we, we had a cabin at Lopez and we had a little boat there, but we weren't going to know until June if it was still there. So these guys might have, might have somebody's boat. And, um, he, but then Pape thought, well, uh, you know, how far could they get or whatever? But then I thought, you know, maybe Luke met, met up with them later instead of, oh, the yeah. Away I don't know. But, but he feels that they, they might have, um, they might have gotten away by boat. But another thing about, it kind of bothered me. It was like Tuesday and they got an update. There was an update where the authorities said they found evidence of the guys escaping. Really? <laughs> when did you find the evidence? It was a slow news. I feel, okay, these are murderers on the loose. These are dangerous men. And mm-hmm. people there, I mean, of course they're scared. So I think that they have to be constantly talking about it in the news. And that was the only mm-hmm. update they had. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. that weird. Yeah, it. Because nothing was happening. They weren't getting anywhere, you know? I mean, they, they weren't they're getting any closer to catching these dummies. And what do you think? What's your thoughts on the, the picture that was on the pipe, the magnet? I never saw it. Okay. I never saw it. I think that so I it can't. wasn't them. Well, it just seems so weird. Oh. It's a yellow magnet that says, have a nice day and has a, a smiley face that looks like, like stereotypical Asian or You think that Asian was staged by the, by the prison? It's in one of the pipes they escaped through that they cut. Yeah, but I mean, um, do you, do you think that somebody who was taking the photograph, um, uh, planted the. No, I think it was just there. Planted it for some. I think it was just there. I think oh, Andrew or okay. Luke said something about it could have just been construction workers. It could have been kids in the area. I, I think it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with it, but they found it okay. because they were on. I mean, because where is someone in prison going to get a magnet? Oh, cause it was on the outside. It was yeah. on the outside where right. they got out. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So anybody could have done it. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. in the middle of the pipe, right outside their, right outside their cell wall that they tunneled through. Right. Um, they, they talked about how the citizens, um, in Tonawanda, I think that's how it's pronounced. I know it's a, a great place to visit. I, from YouTube, I know that mm-hmm. it's a great place to visit. Um, the citizens felt safe living so close to a prison because I guess the prison is just right in the middle of the town. Because everyone in town who works at the prison also carries guns around. <laughs> so they like a hundred percent of the citizens are armed. So just in case two guys jump out of a sewer every 65 years, they're going to get gunned down. Well, first of all, that didn't work because mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't get gunned down. Second of all, if you gave me a choice of a live in a town where a bunch of ex high school football players are frustrated, and they have prison guard jobs mm-hmm. or walking around armed 100% of the time or B, every 65 years, a couple of murders are going to pop out of a manhole and run as fast as they can to get away. I'm taking B. Yeah, exactly. I think in that scenario, I'm less likely to get hurt. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking my chances on, on the on the Raising Arizona type prison escape. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I don't want to live in a town where everyone okay. has guns and are disgruntled. No. No. Right. Um, Andrew loves hotels. Um, <laughs> uh, boy, um, they had an argument, not an argument, but they had a discussion on Aboriginal and Indigenous. And, and this is, this is like TBTL 101. Just, 
They can't just say something and let it go because they know they're going to get sharp shot. And then by talking about it more, there's more sharpshooting that's mm-hmm. going to happen. Uh, it's it's uh, they're they're in a it's some sort of paradox right now. They can't do anything right in that situation. I I would say just say what you're going to say, and even if it's slightly offensive or wrong, you know you'll get sharp shot for that, but it won't turn into a thing. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of things are turning into things these yes. days. A lot of things they talk about on TBTL are turning into things. And as a as a Stens administrator, it gets frustrating <laughs> when it's post after post about some issue that's very important to that person posting, but really wasn't that important to TBTL or Luke or Andrew. <clears throat> anyway, I'm off the soapbox on that. There's <laughs> next week. I'll, I'm really going to go full guns on on the Stens page. Okay. Um, look forward to that. If you're easily offended, don't listen. Your angst has to go somewhere yeah. now that TDP is over. Yeah. I'm going to start getting a little meaner. Okay. Say that. Oh, no. That's not true. Um, they talked about we, – we, we mentioned this on the Saturday show. They talked about other people's podcasts. The highlight of that, uh, because the low light was they, they don't download our show, so we're minus two <laughs> of what could – should be. Or who should be downloading our show? But the Colbert clips and the Cloud Frog ad mm-hmm. was genius. Mm-hmm. Monday had a lot of laughs. I thought. I thought so too. Do you listen to that? The uh, no. Okay. No, I I had not. I didn't even know about that. But I I was uh, going over that show again tonight because I was finding the clip of the week, which we'll play in a second. And I want to write down some of those, like Writer's Almanac, please. Uh, no, 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 thanks. No thanks, Garrison. Yeah. I hear your nose whistling enough on Saturday, Sunday, all day. But uh, but there were some interesting ones, including that Colbert one. Um, and I thought about this. When they didn't mention our show, I thought that uh, we need – I mean, we have Wagoneers, but I, I think we, we need something more, even more inside. And since we get about one-tenth of the downloads that they get, maybe our fans could be the one-tenths. One tenths. Oh, okay. I like that. Where the the the, the well, they're the one yeah, percent. I, I don't know. Just doing that. The up. people that listen to our show are the one percent, right? One percenters. That's what I like to say. Oh, the ten percenters. Yeah, or ten percent. <laughs> the ten percenters. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Um, the last thing on Monday, clip of the week. I mentioned there were a lot of laughs on Monday's show, and <laughs> I didn't get a bigger laugh than when. Andrew didn't know what a certain phrase meant. And not only did he not get his feelings hurt about it, he brought the house down with a joke of his own about it. Here it goes. Do we want to get into this to-go drinks thing or should we hold that till tomorrow? If you don't mind, can we just hit it really quickly? Because I think, again, yeah. it's like I say, it's very similar we, to the, the loud hit graduation quit it? thing. Let's, hit, let's just hit it and quit it, man. Let's just should hit, we hit it, it and quit it? And let's just break off the knob. Should we hit it and quit it? Now you're just saying that over and over again. That's what James Brown says. Oh, I, you know what I, I – you want to know what a nerd I am? Whenever I hear hit it and quit it, I always think of um, like fun drives, public radio fun drives. That used to be like what? kind of like – People like – I know what? that I was at one station that did it for a while and it was I think it was kind of a trend for a while. They would call them like – instead of just like we're going to do a, a public radio membership drive for two weeks, we're going to do a hit it and quit it. You know, As soon as we get that million dollars, then it's over. We're hitting it and we're quitting it. We're not going to just keep on going for two weeks and raise as much money as we can. It's called a hit it or quit it drive. That is so white. 
of I me mean, to think of just, that first. Well, no, but that's that's a kind of like here are the sorry uh, the trigger warning if you are young, younger than eighteen. I don't know what I'm saying, Andrew. Um, this is a hell of a show. I think so. Um, if you're these are the possible. These are the. Here's what hit and quit it really means: have sex with someone and get the hell out of there. That's hit. And Is that what really what hit and quit it means? Yeah, that's like in. That, yeah, well, that's so. that's a way that hit yeah. and quit it has been used. I know that. I mean, in freaks of the industry by Digital Underground, they say. Mm-hmm. Well, he says hit it and quit it. I won't finish the rest of the line. Okay, but um, yeah. That just seems like a pretty – that's like a pretty racy way for a public – like if there's anybody cool in the listening audience when the public radio is mm-hmm. like, I'm um, Darian Nurbles and uh, <laughs> we're here with this fundraiser and we're really just looking to hit it and quit it. So if you can help us. This is our hit – uh, Hit it and quit at this uh, pledge drive. It's like turning into that SNL sweaty balls, right. a delicious dish or whatever. The, I mean, it's a it's a parody of itself if they're saying hit it and quit it in the kind of calm public radio vocal modulation. This is our fall wham bam thank you ma'am fun drive. <laughs> we like to thank everyone for your support. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> is how that would end. Anyway, so let's hit. Hey, Luke, you want to hit it, hit it, and quit it on this last yeah. email? Can I, I hit and quit. <laughs> oh, the the wham bam! Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Mammothon, or whatever he came up with. <laughs> so good. Welcome back. Well, I loved it that he just said um, when he first said it. When he first just said hit it and quit it, I was like Andrew. I mean, I just thought like, he doesn't <laughs> say those things, and Luke kind of did no, that too. Not. And then he kept saying it. And <laughs> yeah, hit it and quit it. I love that he just hit had no idea it. what that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a uh, it's a pledge fund drive. It's you know it's really well it's well known and used in the Northeast. Hit it and quit it. I would like to know how right. many times he has said that, and people. Oh, do you know what I mean? When they don't, I didn't think about that. Yeah, like at his Madeline Brand show. Can you imagine? Oh, if he's... like oh, we're... yeah. I didn't want to sit down at the counter for my pastrami, so I just went, got in the takeout line and I hit it and quit. Yeah, hit it and quit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Andrew. He probably has been saying. Oh no! Now I feel bad for him. <laughs> I love to imagine that right. that's happened. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I said Monday's uh, number and title, 1877, Making Wind on the Mic. And now we're on to Tuesday, 1878, Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Monk. And I made only four notes here because this was the night when all that crap was going down. Mm-hmm. And... um. I think I, I think I can make sense of them all. They were talking about how on Game of Thrones, um, when someone was not a junior, they were first of their name. Yeah. Which is a pretty cool phrase. I kind of like it. It kind of is a cool name. Except if you, if, if you put, except if you put a stupid name in front of it, like, uh, Jaden Hayden, first of his name. Right. Uh, eh, eh, hopefully last. Well, I talked to, of w- his name. I talked to Will about this, Will the pilot. Um, because I was once mm-hmm. on a flight and then they said, and our captain is Captain Cody and with a last name and I wanted off. No one is, pilots are <laughs> not named Cody. <laughs> right. Just like, uh, right. grandfathers like, aren't named Cody. Yeah, there'll Cody. never be a, 
there'll never be a president named Brian or something. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> some names are they? They're you're gonna hit your level, and that's it. It's just right. you're not a pilot. Sorry, yeah. Cody. You wrote your real name on the application, and even though you checked black, and we want to hire you, <laughs> um, and even though you colored your face, you're Cody. So you got to go, but. We'll get into that later. That's mm-hmm. what a story. What effing story. All right. Uh, ha- the Hastert story, which brought up – I think it brought up the statute of limitations um, discussion. Uh, this guy, he, he, I guess, a, sexually abused a kid. Who knows? Maybe a lot of kids. Usually that's the way it works. But sexually abused a kid and then paid him off over a period of years not to say anything and – at this point, the statute of limitations had expired. Did I understand that story right, Christy? Like I he's not so. going to face anything on that, but they're trying to get him on some money charges because mm-hmm. of all the money he was moving around. Well, one of the kids is now dead. I mean, it, it's oh, not like a kid Oh, there were multiple kids died. in the story. Yeah. Remember the – because okay. one was blackmailing him. Right. And the other one had died. And it's not like a kid is dead. I mean, he grew up to be an adult. Yeah, he was a – yeah. Mm-hmm. And then died. So I think, yeah, but I do agree with Andrew that I don't think that there should be a statute of limitations on rape or molestation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough issue. Um, basically, I think they that's where the line has been drawn. After, like, murder, It's they kind of draw it there because um, there is due process mm-hmm. involved. Like, if you don't want something hanging over you for... You know, something shouldn't be hanging over anybody for 20 years. It should either be, you know, you you face justice you, or you don't. Either there's evidence or there's not. And, you know, I don't know. It's really tough because, yeah, something like this, of course you want to get the guy. Mm-hmm. But then you think about, you know, well, what about what about this crime? What about that crime? And I'm someone who personally benefits from the statute of limitations <laughs> because there, there are crimes. There are crimes that I did that I – was never charged for and can't be charged for. Oh, you know when they fell off? Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So when do you get to talk about Yeah, there's about things them? I can talk about and things I can't talk about. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Wait for the book. Yeah, but I, ne- I never heard anyone. Let me just say that. I never heard anyone. Um, um, I just think the, the whole thing with the bank, I mean, yes, he's a terrible person because he was doing inappropriate things with children, um, but... I just don't really like that our bank system is managed in the way that it is. If it's his money, Mm -hmm. he didn't steal anything. He just wanted to take money out. Yeah. Well, I have some experience in this field as well. (laughs) Because taking withdrawals from banks. (laughs) No, 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 no. Well, deposits. Illegal withdrawals and then trying to make legal deposits of the same money back. Right. So, so there was one um, robbery where I got away with forty five thousand dollars, and that's that's great. But I don't want forty five thousand dollars cash in twenties, right? (laughs) So (laughs) it was in uh, two two stacks of twenties and one stack of fives, barely fit in my backpack. Um, but I I was trying to get that money back in the credit union where I had an account. So like a couple times a week, I would go up to the credit union and uh, deposit an amount of cash that was below uh, the amount of cash deposit 
where it gets reported. Flagged. What do you know at what that, that time, amount is? It was it. I did know what that amount was at the time, and I think it was twelve hundred dollars. Okay. Um, so I was depositing, you know, eight nine hundred dollars or whatever. I was I wasn't going up there. I'd like to deposit nineteen hundred ninety nine dollars, please, because I'm sure that looks just as fishy, right? <laughs> As anything else, because you kind of got to look like you're you're in some sort of cash sales business, you know, like oh right. well, I sell this at this market, and now I have this cash mm-hmm. to deposit a couple times a week. So that was that was how I I did it, but you know, I was aware of it. It sounds like he wasn't fully aware of these banking laws, but you know, how, how do you go to your accountant and say, well, I need to pay this extortionist? You know, right? It's, it's something you keep to yourself, and then then you end up making mistakes like mm-hmm. he made. It's something that can easily yeah, be yeah, Googled. Yeah, child molestation, people generally keep molestation to themselves. These right. Guys. They, <laughs> they generally try to keep it to themselves. Um, the last note I had was about Disneyland. Do you remember how that even started? I don't remember how it started. Oh, Andrew or Andrew said he had never been. And then he suggested to... to God bless his heart. I wish I'd never been. I know, to Genevieve that... They should go. And she said, that's the worst idea ever. And that made me love her even more. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a terrible place. Um, yeah, if you have little kids, you have to go. And that's why I went because I had a little stepdaughter and we went and, you know, you can enjoy it through their eyes to some degree. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the oppressive humidity and the soul crushing weights and everything else gets to you and then of course the kids usually poop out before you do and then they're miserable and you're out a thousand dollars exactly that's what really chaps my yeah, eye that's what makes me upset money. too a family of four cannot go to disneyland and i'm talking disneyland not disney world for under a thousand dollars that's ridiculous mm-hmm. um i remember how it started because there there was a Disney worker that dresses like one of the characters that had an Instagram account. And because of that, it got shut down because Disney monitors everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So that it, it's very yeah. creepy. It's tre- how they make the people that work there, that they're called cast members and backstage and, and all of it is just creepy. <clears throat> yeah, the thing about all that stuff is it's, it's all creepy it, I hate it. It's horrible, but it works and they're printing money mm-hmm. and I would probably do the exact same thing as they're yeah. doing. <laughs> I wouldn't be above saying, well, if, if it's, if we're just a little creepy, but we can make another $10 million, we'll just get a little creepier. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's time then for Jonesin for a Thronesin. I got to tell you, Christy, this week's, this week's show was alternately upsetting and ridiculous. <laughs> did you get a chance to watch this? One? I did. I did because everybody kept spoiling it. So I had to watch. Yeah. So yeah, I did. Well, Luke, Luke's uh, title or suggested title was great. How to mount your dragon. <laughs> I like that. Uh, he he compared he compared the the unsullied because of their recent losing streaks at the hands of the uh, uh, what are those guys the harpies who are, who are always harpying mm-hmm. he compared them to the the mariners, <laughs> um, which made me think that we need to create create a division called the AL Westeros <laughs> with the harpies in first place right now 
Well, who knows? Maybe the dragon's in first. We'll talk about that Oops. later. We don't really know what's going on there. But um, but before we get to that, the the big part of the front half of, of Game of Thrones was, you know, the that uh, really, really pleasant kid, Bolton. Looks like he set Stannis' camp on fire, set some horses on fire. Nice kid mm-hmm. doing that. Um, that, I think... Because I like animals more than people, that upset me the most in the whole show. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. You know, even even more than when they burned that little half stack girl. Uh-uh. That was so sad. Um, I I still don't understand but, but, how why that happened. Because the like yeah. fire vagina lady said to do it. <clears throat> yeah, here's the thing: Reba's been after that kid for a long time because the kid has like actual powers, blood, right? And, and that's how. Yeah, that's how she. That's how Reba makes her, uh, makes her magic. She can get hold of some royal sperm or some, you know, royal blood or some noble blood, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she's been after that kid for a while. And I wondered why Stannis had the tender moment and made up with this kid and brought her along on this thing. And now we find out because he he she's a backup plan for his army getting beat. Because now she's going to unleash that magic vagina and take out whatever's in front of them. But here's a part of it that makes no sense. They, with the others, they take the blood and the sperm or whatever. And before I think she asked for the kid's blood, how do you get blood? Not by burning someone to death. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Does she just mean a blood sacrifice in the way the Bible kind of means that way? It's, it's, it's possible. But, but before when she was doing her thing, she was taking blood. <laughs> we obviously need to decapitate her and drain her body of blood if we we want blood, right? Yeah, yeah. What's I? That part made no sense to me. Uh, maybe someone can make make that make sense for me. Um, then the 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 biggest scene and the the most um, I guess where all the money went this past week was to the. The big games. What are those games called? Do you know where they're in Marine, where all the good-looking chicks are, and they're having the guys fighting to the death? Do, do you remember what the is that like the big tournament or something? I don't know. <laughs> Ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, I can't think of it either. But I was thinking because they're having these games, and um, Danger Mouse is you know trying to act like he knows a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. he's telling. Telling the queen, you know, uh, this is how it goes down. And then the other guy that she really likes is, you know, he's being real threatening around the would-be king, which is strange. And then the harpies jump out and they start harping and they love to – their favorite move is to is to grab you from behind and then reach around and like gut you with some sort of sieve. Mm-hmm. That's that's how the harpies be harping. Um, but before that happened, there was a great uh, – there, there were two guys fighting – and they were cutting back and forth between the conversation that was happening up on the dais and the and the fighting, and they just cut real back real quick to the fighting. And some guy just got denogonized, just like bam. It was it was so great. It was the best effect of the of the whole thing. Um, but I was thinking, like, there's this big tournament, and of course they got to fill that stadium. They got to sell tickets. What if it was like TBTL night at the tournament, and then these harpies jump out? I mean. <laughs> That could have been a nightmare. We need to think about that. Yeah, next when we time. plan a meetup, are the harpies going to jump out and kill everyone? Because I sure don't want that. Our listeners don't need that. We have a meetup that's coming up, mm-hmm. and 
I say no harpies. I'm going to have DJ there bouncing the harpies and any ex-husbands that try to make it <laughs> to the place. Um, like that, then that scene got so ridiculous. They talked about it on the show, but, um, the, the dragon comes in, everyone, everyone just stops while the dragon starts to do his dragon things. And then the, everyone's fascinated when she jumps on the dragon and flies away. There's still like only like four unsullied and about a thousand harpies left while she's flying around. Like it's some, you know, Ralph Bakshi movie. What? What were they supposed to do? What do you think happens there? I have no idea. They're going to die, right? It left me with more questions than answers because is she just oh, not going to take Oh, Christy has her- questions. <laughs> is she just not going to take her friends with her? She's just like, cool. Yeah. Like my ride's here, so I'm going to leave. Uh, <laughs> call me if you get out of this situation and gone. I mean, he made a little bit of a statement and I think he could have cleaned a little more house. Uh, and he's gone. And all of a sudden he's healed. Like he's about to die and then they pull one arrow out of him and he's healed. Well, pulling an arrow out of you doesn't heal you at all. Hmm. Sorry. You know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know dragon medicine. <laughs> you just, maybe, maybe they instantly heal as soon as you pull the, pull the spear out. Um, let's see. What else did I have? Oh, Luke said, uh, he was talking about the, the scene in between, I think was, um, Arya, she's she is trying to kill this guy who's a pedophile, and and she like brings her box of oysters in because she's trying to get some intel on this guy, and she's like wants to kill him, and she brings oysters in there. And Luke said, uh, "Someone, no, no, one of the guards or something said someone brings fish into a whorehouse mm-hmm. or something." And like I was think it reminded me of that Andy Haynes line when when he brought his girlfriend to New York, you know. He's, he's like, why do I want to bring, why do I want to, why do I want to bring this, you know, to a place where there's all these beautiful women? Well, there's, there's plenty of fish smells in that awful whorehouse. Why are we bringing fish in here? Um, and then the old man, I agree with Andrew. Andrew was, the, the gold man was like, where are my oysters? Where are my oysters? Where are my oysters? Girl. Who cares about your oysters? Right. We're done with your oysters, dude. So, so now she's not going up. to That's kill him? I don't know. And I don't know. Seems like she's li- she lied to the dude. So now she's a good liar, right? She lied to her boss. So I don't understand. We're still supposed to believe she has a different face, right? Like she looks like a different person. <sighs> yeah. So that's what Andrew that's told That's problematic because they change her hair. Yeah. But they don't change her face. Well, why can't they do a so quantum leap? If we can leap? see the hair, why aren't we seeing the face? Why don't they do a quantum leap thing where she looks in the mirror? Yeah. Because it's not. That would, that one quick one of those. People don't understand that she's supposed to have another face. Yeah. That, it would just take that one quick thing. And even though it'd be kind of cheesy, at least you would, you would buy into it mm-hmm. more. But Luke messed up the ending. They got that perfect line from the listener to, um, to do to end their show like no no spoiler too long no spoiler too wrong no detail no no, no spoiler too long no detail too wrong right. something like that Luke didn't even come close yeah so that sucked because I was looking forward to hearing Me him too. say that on behalf of the ten but doesn't that even add to it even more <laughs> of course of course no title too mistaken yeah um let's see Wednesday eighteen seventy nine complicated meat systems Luke is. I, I'm 100% confident, and Emily confirms this. Luke is 
dream dream catcher rolling the listeners. You think? Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't he doesn't care about the segment. He's just doing it. He's just doing it because he can. And he knows it's tweaking us. Okay. Um and and speaking of of let me ask you again uh, because they did Dreamcatcher this week. Do you have any recollection of even one word of any of those dreams that they talked about? I didn't even remember that they did it. <laughs> That's even better. And I take extensive notes over the shows. <laughs> yeah. You just, that's a little vacation for you, isn't it? You hear that? You know, I sing right, along with it. And then, yeah, exactly. I sing sure. along with it. And then. And you're relaxed. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think they could market, just, just super cut all the Dreamcatcher together. And I would love to take naps. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would inspire some dreams. Who knows? Mm. Uh, they talked about non-alcoholic beer and decaffeinated coffee. I don't think anything more needs to be said about that. <sighs> What a waste of time. I mean, these are products that taste okay, mm -hmm. but no one would have ever drank them in the first place or even invented them if they didn't do the things they do. I just uh, don't understand when people go to Starbucks and pay $5 for a decaffeinated latte. Do you just like milk that yeah. much? <laughs> yeah. You can get yeah. a gallon yeah, of milk the, for $3. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd pay more than a couple bucks for a cup of coffee that wouldn't help me accomplish what I need it right. to. You know, five bucks, you're, you're, you know, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But, you know, Mike, I'm so young, I can drink coffee all night. I don't think so. <laughs> um, this is the second time of the week. Maybe he did it three times, but I know he did it two times. Luke used Schwartz. <laughs> Schwartz for a man's penis. Uh, I had a lot of Jewish kids at my high school, a lot of kids in my close circle. So um, we've been talking schwanz for a long time. And I usually don't get upset or sharpshoot. And I didn't sharpshoot him for this. I knew. I knew. <laughs> you knew it was coming. I knew at least Joe would be coming Just at him step, about step back. schwarz. <laughs> and schwarz, which, which means black. Uh, so um, we're back on the prison story because of that. The I guess one of the prisoners... Uh, supposedly has a big Schwartz, which some he was probably slipping to this lady mm -hmm. in some capacity, this civilian employee at the prison, who's now, as of today or yesterday, has been indicted on charges of aiding these I guys. I feel so bad for her because um, she chickened out at the last minute, right? She did. She did. I, I, I thought, I mean, you've done all you've done. Boy, oh boy, you got to go through with it. Well, when they catch, when they catch them... They'll probably let her off if she just spills everything, right? I don't know. I think there's going to be – I mean, I heard the sentencing guidelines for what she's charged with, and she could certainly face several years. Uh, if she cooperates, though, she won't get the top end of that. And plus, I doubt she's ever done a thing wrong in her life because she is working at the prison. Yeah. So she probably had a clean rap sheet. So I don't think she's going to do much time either way, but yeah – there might be some mitigating once they catch these guys and, you know, they're evasive on that and she can fill in all the details for them because they need to know, you know, it's more, it's more than a, than a criminal trial mm -hmm. that they're going to face. They're going to face an, uh, a prison investigation so, so that um, operations can be improved and they're going to need information as to how guys can get out of a, a prison at right. such a security level. That is, it's, it's almost unprecedented to get out. Like that, so 
So I, you know, I feel bad for. Her. Yeah, Mija, I want to know if she will be sentenced and put into the prison where she worked. No, and, no, it's a men's and, prison. And oh, it is a men's. Oh, of course, it's a men's prison. Yeah, but, she would love that. From what I hear about her, she would love. Yeah, exactly. That was awful. Um, that was awful. I'm sorry. But Orange is the New Black needs to have this as a storyline, right? Where a prison guard does something and then comes back and is an inmate. Yeah, and and the closest you get to that in real life, really, because prison guards who get convicted usually don't, I mean, because their families could easily sue over something like that. But the nearest thing you'll get to it, the nearest thing I got to it was when I was at Sheridan, one of the cops from the Rodney King that got convicted in the Rodney King beating um, did time at Sheridan, but he was out at the camp. But uh, I imagine if he'd gotten inside, things would have been a little tougher for him. But the thing about you know, cops usually is their first time offenders unless they unless they used weapons or something that they're, they're not gonna land where they can get hurt. Right. So, okay. Um let's see. Where are we here? Marco Rubio. Uh I thought it was kind of refreshing to hear Luke argue on behalf of a Republican mm-hmm. candidate because while I I do I do follow politics a little bit and Marco Rubio is He's might be a questionable candidate for some reasons. This, these reasons don't seem to be, they don't bother me either. Right. Um, yeah, he's hustling to get some money. He's running for effing president. You know how much money you need? Right. If I was going to run for president, how hard would I have to work? I don't want to do that. So, and unless he's doing shady stuff with the, with, uh, state money or whatever, or, um, mm -hmm. doing questionable things. It's no one's business what he does with his own money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, unless, yeah, unless he's doing anything illegal with it, which there's no evidence of that. So refreshing on Luke's behalf. They, they had uh, another meet discussion because I guess this is a carryover from last week. Um, a listener, Dan, wrote in a very charming, funny email. I mm-hmm. think I can't remember if he was vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian or whatever, but he, he is a, someone who has a chance to turn me around on some things. We have some people on the Stens page. Again, I'll get into that next week that are just one issue. And then, so whenever, whenever there's a discussion about meat or, or vegetarianism, they come in, you know, um, crazy links a blazing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, if you, if you just read this horribly written blog post, it's going to change, you know, please, what's going to change my mind is a reasonable person talking to me in a reasonable way. And, and I thought that was a, a good email and they had a pretty reasonable conversation about it. And there, there's a, a listener, Emily in New York, who I know, uh, personally and she's a lovely person. And she, she, she wrote in to tell, tell them that they have to go talk to the farmers whenever they're going to mm-hmm. eat, eat pork. Uh, not very feasible for the average. For the average person, you know, right. find out, to find out how everything on his plate is raised. You know, you hope, you hope there's some regulation. You hope there's responsibility. You can go to restaurants where they, you know, they make claims of, of, uh, fair treatment and, and farm raised and all this stuff. That's, that's about as far as you can go if you're just an average person who just wants to have, uh, some pizza, you know? <laughs> I think, our response, I mean, that's too much responsibility for me. And the guys were talking about that too. 
But yeah, like in an ideal world, I think there's a Portlandia sketch. I don't know if you've seen it where um, the fellow who plays Dinesh. Okay. The man's name is Kumail Nanjani. Yes. Who's been on TVTL before. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> he plays a waiter in a Portland restaurant uh, when the main characters come in and proceeds to go down the menu about all the different ways all the things were raised and farmed and all that, just driving everyone out of their mind. That's that's kind of how, you know, I, I picture this taken out to this conclusion. I want more fair treatment or ethical treatment of animals. I do. But I can't I can't talk to every farmer. That's not gonna happen. Um do you have anything else for this uh Well you know I have lots uh, lots of feelings about that being a vegetarian um, for so many mm-hmm. years. Um, I just wanted to say one. What do you What do you do? I mean, what, how do you How do you do you ask questions in the restaurants, or how does that work? No, the, so I do eat fish. So I guess I would be called a pescatarian. For, I started being a vegetarian at ten with no meat, and then probably about ten years ago, added fish. So the only thing I would ask in a restaurant is if they have salmon, I don't want it to be a farm farm raised mm-hmm. or Atlantic salmon. Right. And usually that's written on the menu. Mm-hmm. Um s- sometimes I would ask, otherwise I would just get something else. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be high maintenance. Yeah, the uh the if you say farm raised here in Texas for salmon, they don't know any better, and they think that's a good thing because <laughs> because generally farm raised is what you want, but then farm raised salmon is exactly what you don't want. Right. So they can even advertise and text, "Hey, we got some farm raised salmon. Hey, farm raised. Look at these guys. Right. right. They've been running around in the salmon fields. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Dancing and prancing. Yeah. Well, bring bring me some of that farm raised salmon. I I thought that that was a, it was a good discussion um, when when she called in to say, you know, talk to, go to the farmer's market and find out um, if you, and I think she meant more if it's, if you're having an issue, don't just cut it out. Don't, don't just say, okay, I'm, I'm never going to eat pork again. But if you miss Mm -hmm. pork and you want to keep it going, then, then get it from a farm or, you know, where you can find out the origin of it. Um, My only issue with it was, and, and it's not, her coming up with it because it's actually the the way that the verbiage that that everybody uses is that she said growing the pigs and the the concept of growing meat in an animal is a huge problem for me because it's not mm-hmm. celery or corn or anything like that you're not growing it it's actual it's an actual being with a life right so that's me. Well, my friend, my friend uh, Brian McCall, who I know from prison, his uh, nickname was Big Country. He lives in Oregon now. He's got out even before I did, and he's a um, he's a truck driver, but he's also a farmer, and he raises pigs for slaughter. Um, I'd like to get his take on that. I mean, does he use that term? Growing the pigs. Well, it's a pretty. pretty uh, he loves his pigs, but he also he also will slaughter them. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty. That's the normal. That's what farmers say. That's what. Um, I mean, that's just the concept. I just don't like it. <laughs> Personally, I think that that's like a vegetarian vegan outlook on it. Is that um, mm-hmm. lives aren't raised or grown? I guess 
They are raised. Oh, They're not grown. All right. Um, Thursday, 1880. Boom shakalaka. Luke is on Lummy Island on a mystery trip to Lummy Island. He didn't say anything about why he was there, right? Or right. He, it, he had to be alone. Pate pointed out that the pizza thing never would have happened. If never. There. Never would have happened. <laughs> no. I mean, I uh, on Friday we get into it a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, never. Carrie would never have let that happen. I love that story. I just love it because <laughs> he's just setting it on the rack and it's already drooping over and you know it. You got to know mm-hmm. it. That stuff's anything on the side. It's drooping over. Yeah. Oh God. I love the image. Um, the 24 hour podcast came up again and Christy, I wanted to talk to you about this. Uh, do we want to offer some sort of relief in that scenario? If you know, if they're doing a 24 hour podcast, they're going to need breaks and yeah. they'll need content for those breaks. Do you think, do you think there should be some shift work involved? Like, I, I would be up for it. I mean, they can't be live for 24. Yeah. So I thought, you know, may, may, not only us, but some suggestions for like other shows like Stack of Dimes mm-hmm. or Air Tag Raid, team. you know. Just, yeah, for, you know, not, not that we would, you know, be featured players, but like they've podcasted for four hours, then, you know, we give them an hour or two hours and then they go four hours again and Stack of Dimes gives them an hour or two hours, you know? What would be great that way is if we, um, we recapped their four hours. Right. Yes. (laughs) Give them some notes on their content. Oh, yes. Damn. I'm, yeah, I'm writing that email tonight. Yeah, yeah. Because if they're ever going to do it, they need they need a nudge and they need they need someone to try to figure it out for them. And if there's anything I know how to do, it's how to get a show organized, how to execute it. Mm-hmm. I'm suck at, but <laughs> I can get it organized for them. Uh, uh, I thought so. Going back to the pizza because this I just couldn't. Yeah. Get yeah. Over. Oh, sure, sure. I didn't want to give short shrift to the this, to the my, pizza. I think my favorite line. In the whole episode was Jerry burned the beans. <laughs> Jerry burned the beans. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then then that led to a story where the Burbanks would just take in transients. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I need I, to know his more. His dad was a sign maker, but I, I don't think he understood hobo code. Yeah, I need yeah. to know more know about how this. To put out a no sign. <laughs> and what? There's so many questions. This Does Christy week. have more questions? More questions. Like, yeah. who are these people? Where did they come from? Why are they cooking beans? Why are they burning the beans? Why did Luke have to mm. live in the basement with a bookshelf as his wall so that these strangers could live in their house? Did You didn't know it's federal mandate that hobos cook beans. They can't cook anything else. They're not allowed to have a can of corn. Yeah. You know, they can't, <laughs> they can't have some beets. It's got to be beans. That's, that is. Well, it's so smart because be there's protein. But, um. Sure. Have you ever smelled burned. Spoken like a true vegetarian. <laughs> have you ever smelled burned beans before? I'm sure I've burned some beans in my time. My dad did this. Um, he burned a whole big pot of that was going to be chili beans. And. Oh, no. As soon as Luke was talking about the burned beans. That smell came back to me. It's just, sure. it's in your memory. That's a smell that you can just not yeah. get out of your house. It, it was yeah. terrible. Beans have, a, they can be a little tricky. There's a range where 
or if they're not cooked enough, mm-hmm. disgusting. Yep. If they're just even overcooked at yep. all, disgusting. So you got to you got to be in the bean range. <clears throat> bean range. It's like Snorway. Uh, Are you in the bean on the- range? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Are you fresh? Are you good? Uh, anything else on the on on that? No. Though the uh, pizza. No. Okay. Uh, Andrew, I was talking about this with Emily today. She loved the image of Andrew. He's got a night to himself. You know, most guys <laughs> would go to a bad part of town, get some meth, and a hooker. No, not Andrew. He went to Walmart and got a puzzle. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. <laughs> with a puzzle yell. Live in the dream. Live in the dream. It actually sounded pretty cool. It I'm actually not did. Lie. <laughs> it sounded very <laughs> relaxing. I could just see him with his Bud Light putting the puzzles together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, yeah. I got to go back to um, – because Luke was talking about the dogs that were at this – was it a hotel or a bed and breakfast? Um, is oh, Where Luke is on Lummy? Yeah, the is, Lummy Island thing. I – I imagined it was someone that he's renting it from someone's house. It's like a vacation, isn't it? Vacation rental by owner, similar to a Airbnb. So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But the owners are on site and they have uh, two dogs, which sound like standard poodles. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> poodles are poodles, evil. <laughs> standard poodles are pretty large dogs, and they are. I I, I don't know. If they're in the working dog group, but they, they definitely are smart and useful dogs. They're not super affectionate, um, but they're not dangerous. They're, the standard poodle is not dangerous. The little poodles, I, I know from experiences as a little kid, they could be nippy, but standard poodles are pretty well-behaved dogs. But I think Luke is a little, still a little shaky with dogs because he doesn't know how to control his own dog. So someone else's dogs are probably pretty scary. Um, my boss, my boss's daughter had a standard poodle that attacked people to the point where it had a Mm. lawyer. The dog had its own lawyer and it Mm. was on its last strike that if it bit another person, he would be put down. Mm. So it it was terrible. I feel sorry for everyone involved. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I felt sorry for the one time she went to a, um, dog, dog grooming place and the dog bit the poor kid in the balls and she had to take a picture of it for the dog lawyer. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. That's almost as bad as my soccer game story where my nuts were out. Um, <laughs> I don't know the story. I'll tell it another time. But You can't just say that your nuts were out in a soccer it's game and then just walk away. Okay. All right. Uh, it was about 11, 12 Barely had nuts, right? And I'm playing soccer. I get kicked in the nuts. And I go down and I'm vomiting and I can't get up. I'm weak, you know, because when you get kicked in the nuts, you get weak and you get, you get, uh, you get nauseous. So I'm on the ground. The coach comes out. He's like, what's wrong? I said, I got kicked in the nuts. I croaked it out somehow, I guess. He pulls down my shorts to look at my nuts on the field in front of him. And my nuts ended up being okay, but I don't think I ever was. Yeah. 
did he start sending you thousands of dollars in cash? <laughs> uh, no, no, he didn't. He didn't violate oh. me in any way. But uh, but it was, uh, you know, I, we could have waited a little bit. Let give me a just give me a minute. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> just give the kid a minute before before we go rushing for an on field examination. Because <laughs> I didn't pull my my shorts down. He did. I didn't go, hey, look at my nuts. They got kicked. No. No, I did not do that and would not do that. <sighs> anyway, thanks for making me tell that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else we got for uh, Thursday? Oh, this was the big discussion of the week. Oh, my gosh. Uh, there was a Nobel Prize winner who said that he – Thought, I don't know if he, I, I can't recall offhand whether he was joking or not. Regardless, it was a wrong thing to say that labs should be segregated mm-hmm. because uh, the women were distracting men and the relationships, whether successful or not, were distracting in their own way. And, you know, so he said something ignorant. Uh, and then they, this was a jumping off point for the argument about uh, how much are we willing to put up from people who are brilliant in some way, who have some special talent. And what Andrew was saying is, of course, no, we should not put up with one iota of anything from anyone, no matter what kind of greatness they have in some other way. And I don't think Luke was disagreeing with him. I think what Luke was saying was that this is always going to happen. People who are brilliant in some way are going to be forgiven their weaknesses more than people who ha- who don't possess any of that brilliance. This guy's a Nobel Prize winner. He had a little more rope than some guy on the loading dock who said something inappropriate. Um, and it goes to good-looking people as well. They get they get more rope. It's a fact. It's bad, mm-hmm. but it's a fact. And sometimes I think Andrew gets a little too Pollyanna-ish and just he doesn't want something to be true. So he says, well, this can't happen. Well, obviously, it's going to happen. We need to stop it from happening as much as we can. But to not acknowledge it and not and not say that this guy it probably has been saying sexist things for a while and now just now he's getting called out on it, that's that's good. But I don't know. I, and and online, on, on the Stens page – Everyone was just going for the throat. There's online petitions for this and that, mm-hmm. and they're trying to get some lady thrown out because she said something about men. Just come, can we calm down on the red? This this is not what I come to TBTL for. I agree. That's all you got from me. <laughs> I agree about the the, the uh, putting the, the survey. Not surveys. What are they? What are they called that you just said? Oh, uh, online petitions. Petitions. I agree. You don't put petitions on. Signing a petition is not going to change anything um, in this situation. I think that he was wrong in what he did. I I kind of am with both Luke and Andrew. Andrew in the point of this yeah. guy is terrible and he shouldn't yeah. represent a university and um, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and that that's the main point of it is that he gets paid speaking engagements um, and he probably shouldn't, he shouldn't be out in the public. If you have, if you have an ability to laser focus your thoughts on one thing, it often means that you, it comes at the expense of other things. You lose focus on other things. And so people that are really great 
at one thing or two things or three things, you know, that, that happens a lot. People who are really great at all things, like, you know, not only science, but uh, compassion and politics and like your Neil deGrasse Tyson is a one in a billion person. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone else is going to fall short in some way of your ideal person you want them to be. Like if, if Jeremy was going to cure cancer, I would say that's great. I, but I wish a nicer person was curing cancer. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I mean, that's the Pollyannish thing is that we think we want someone to be Benedict Cumberbatch in in the Turing story, you know. But mm-hmm. but there aren't that many of those guys. Most of these guys have have some personality flaws, just like we all do. And it's going to come out once in a while and punish him when it when it happens. But let's not pretend that it's not going to happen now until the end of time. What we need to do is teach our kids that that men and women working together in the laboratory is fine. It's fine everywhere, and then it will be fine. It's we can't fix it by burning this guy at the stake. We can fix it by working on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He should definitely get fired, though. All right. Ah, I mean, sure. because he's representing the university and if they if they don't yeah. like what he's saying then he needs to go and also that creates a, a very weird awkward working situation when he goes back to the lab and he's like oh yeah about what i said sorry <laughs> yeah sorry toots but not even really sorry um, he's just he didn't even really apologize no, no he just said he was joking which is it's his own, it's its own refuge for right. the scoundrel. J.K. Ah, J.K. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I hide behind that all the time, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to make too fun of him, too much fun of him on that. Um, anything else for Thursday? Um, just so one of his things was that women cry at work a lot. And Mike, I know you're a crier. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. cry at work? Yeah, never cried at work. You never have. Nope. No, I can compartmentalize the crying <clears throat> to my uh, to my personal life. Shut down the waterworks. Um, what makes yeah. me angry is that when I get really frustrated or mad, I cry, and then that makes it worse mm-hmm. because that's such a terrible reaction to the anger, and then yeah. then the person just like feels really bad, and so I I really hate that. And last week. I almost cried. Not me. I always, when a woman cries at work, I always feel superior and like I have a huge advantage. Yeah, you should. JK. <laughs> JK. Um, and I almost cried at work three times last week and just had to go have a moment. Because I, oh, to me, goodness, crying at work is the alternative to stabbing someone in the neck. <laughs> sure. Sure. Go ahead and cry. Right. We need you on the outside for the show because we don't have a backup. Right. We don't we have a backup for me yet. No. No, it can't be another two middle-aged to older white guys having a podcast. <laughs> we got to have a female backup right. for sure. Equal opportunity. Um, Friday, 1881, Blues House, Benefactor. <clears throat> Great story. Uh, I listened to it again today. Luke at the gas station. Um, apparently, Andrew WK was there filling up his gas tank <laughs> at 8 in the morning with Luke. Had his had his white boy blues cranked. Um, Luke admitted to having a blues period, which I think he said was college. Uh, I also had a blues period, and mine started. I think I took a music appreciation course when I was a freshman at UW, and one of the one of the um, 
you know, segments that we had to learn. One of the eras we had to learn was the blues era. So listen to all the old blues and then, you know, started getting into the newer stuff. And I had that. And that was when I, I think I said it online when BB King died, I saw him at Parker's on Aurora way back in the day. So I had, I also had my white boy blues moment, but I did not take a blues guitar course as Luke did, <laughs> which I loved hearing that he did that. I knew I could never play the guitar. He, he, he can a little bit. Yes. I've seen him do it. Um, so he, some of it did take. Um, but the thing about that is Andrew said that, uh, the blues, the blues guitar lesson taking was post unicycle pre boat. And <laughs> what I was picturing was a look at me timeline, a giant yes. look at, look at me timeline of Luke's life. And you could probably put a bunch of stuff on there, you know, right up to, you know, having a radio show podcast or whatever. But yeah, it's, his whole life has, has been a series of trying to get, get people to look at him. And one of those was his white boy blues. And it takes, it takes someone who, who's brave and has probably had a little therapy like him to admit that he was looking at some slightly douchier version of his blues period self. In the Andrew WK guy at the uh, at the gas station near Lummy Island, um, the Shining. They talked about that, and our listener Brandon, who was at the meetup, he was a little upset about Andrew um, dissing a lot of Stephen King's work. But I guess I got to back Andrew up a little bit on that because some of Stephen King's early works were pretty brilliant writing, and the stuff that's gone out under his name in the last. X amount of years, um, I've dipped in from time to time and been very disappointed. And at the, to the point where I was even wondering if Stephen King had even seen this manuscript. Hmm. Do you are, do you have any experience with Stephen King? I have read quite a bit of it, but it scared me. And just like horror movies, I <laughs> right. I don't like to be scared. Right. But it would be the what's the point? Yeah. I think the last one. It the and the covers are so scary. Like it. I would just stay up till four right. o'clock in the morning reading that because I couldn't look at the cover and I wanted yeah. to get to a, a section of the book where it wasn't scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm out, but, but he did some amazing work early on. So, and you know, uh, he's, he's done such great work over the years that I will forgive him that remake of the shining. And that's not easy to do. That thing was a steaming turd. Okay, can I have a controversial <clears throat> um, statement on this? Yeah. I oh, liked it. Please. I liked it better than the Kubrick one. Ha! Ah! Christy. Christy, this is worse than anything on your iPod. <laughs> this is this is worse. And I think it's because when I saw the the original Shining, I was a little kid, maybe 10. Uh-huh. And yeah. When I saw this other one, I just thought it got more of the book into it. I mean, it was four hours. Oh, certainly. Right, right, right. Yeah, certainly it, it probably was faithful because he was very much involved in it. But the original um, was way more scary. The the, the original? Yeah. The um, I'll never watch it again. The, the last time I watched it, I was in graduate school and I was living with four dudes and they'd all gone home for winter break and I wasn't able to go home. I think I've told the story before, but um, The Shining came on late at night, you know, late December and I watched it and I don't think I slept until most of my roommates came back. I just, 
it, it hit me. I was scared of everything. And I was like 23, 24 years old. Yeah. It's, Idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're finally at the big story. Do you know how to pronounce this woman's name? Rachel Dolezal? Dolezal? Dol- I think Dolezal. Dolezal? Dolezal. We're like Andrew. Spokane Dolezal? NC. Dolezal. Spokane. Eh, yeah. Yeah. Sheila? Shalele? Shaniqua? <laughs> Um, a woman, a white woman who grew up in Montana, uh, is the head of the Spokane chapter of the NAACP, which apparently she got by checking the right boxes and saying the right things and, uh, eventually really changing her appearance. Um, I made a lot of jokes on Twitter. I'm not going to rehash them Luke style on a podcast, <laughs> but the funniest thing that happened for me the whole day was it was it was all day was over and you know how late Phyllis stays up. She's 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 a late night yep. owl. She puts everyone to bed and that's when you can get a good conversation going with Phyllis. So um she was on the show. I also listened to her uh to her story on KUOW. More or less she just sat in for a segment and talked about people um the history of people passing and it's largely been a history of people passing for, for white. white. Right. There, she had, she told a funny story about someone, a, a guy who tried to pass for for black. But this is more or less you unprecedented mean soul man? because people usually try to, yes, right, a real life soul woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but our conversation wasn't really about anything except the the aspect of the story, and I, I won't I won't get it too into specifics because this is a private conversation. I'm sure Phyllis won't, wouldn't appreciate me saying all the specifics but what we were really fascinated by was the fact that while she was telling everyone and phyllis captured um the the facebook debut of her new hairdo the the curly the, mm-hmm. the really like um curly not an afro but just a very beautiful uh hairstyle black women wear she got that debut picture and the thread off of uh, the woman's Facebook page before she shut it down because Phyllis is like that. She's quick like that. Mm-hmm. And her and her uh, African-American friends were, they all had varying opinions on that hairdo. They all agreed it was fantastic. It, she looks so great with that hair. But they all had differing opinions on whether maybe there was, you know, some recessive Gene and she, she, there is some black back in there, or you know, the, I think she advanced like three or four theories. It was all hilarious, but we all agreed. Yeah, she's got to keep the hair, no matter how this all turns out. But but what what was what was funny is while she was telling everyone, I I'm gonna I gotta let it go back to natural. The whole time she was frantically, yeah, spending hours frantically. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, oh, it's all cool, you know, and people are like noticing it's changing. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I just haven't done anything with it. Yeah. Well, no, you've probably been at the salon for six hours this, this week trying to get, trying to put this look together. And just what a, what a life. What a, I mean, to her, her lie is it, is every day. Cause I lived a lie like that for a couple of years where I had to lie to everyone every day. Um, so it becomes routine to her, but what, a lie. What a life. This is, this is more fascinating than, than the prison break to me. Yeah. I, I just don't, it left me with so many questions. This is a Christy has questions for sure. Um, Luke hit on it a little bit. Who did her hair? 
who was doing this to her hair? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She, and I mean, when she stepped over the line was, she can do her hair however she wants. She can go tanning. She can do whatever. Because like they said, she maybe never actually said she was african-american right the problem is that she then did she she uh turned in racial um hate crimes that were being committed against Mm her um she taught a class about american african-american experience which is you you definitely can do that i took a lot of those experience classes in college um but the fact that she was empathizing with it and pretended that a struggle was hers when it wasn't really that's when mm-hmm. that's when it gets um that's when it comes under question but my biggest question is well, her parents sold her out they're the ones that turned her in they provided the evidence well they didn't they didn't turn her in what 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 happened was uh she had not been in touch with them for years and a reporter saw a picture of her dad and asked is this your dad and she said I don't really understand the question. <laughs> Harvard educated. Crazy. She doesn't understand really? the question. <laughs> that's, that's, a, yeah, it's a stumper. Mm-hmm. Is that your dad? And the reporter just <clears throat> ended up getting in touch with her parents and they didn't lie to the reporter. And, you know, she was lying. They didn't lie. I guess they could have said, I don't want to talk. But, you know, when you, when you like, are estranged from your parents. You can't be surprised if they tell someone the truth who asks a question about you. You know, you, she never told them, well, this is really important to me, um, you know, what I'm doing. So if anybody comes around. I'm sure that's why she cut them out of her life. Because mm-hmm. if they saw her, mm-hmm. they would say, wait, what? What's happening? Yeah, what, what are you doing yeah, here? what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah, so so I'm not, uh, I, I'm not, uh, some people are like, you know, real disappointed in the parents. I'm not. Um, Cause what would you do if someone came and asked you a direct question? Oh, I'm not disappointed in the parents. I'm saying that I thought that it was funny that they sold her out and that that kind of says mm-hmm. that she knowingly went into this lie because you know, you have experience yeah. living a, a lie. You had to cut people out that knew what was oh, happening yeah. and knew and knew oh, you. Yeah. Right. So she had to cut out anyone that knew she was a white girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to very narrow things down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real. I think we'll be talking about this some more for sure. And the prison break thing. Um, did you before we wrap up? Um, did you have anything on the LeBron story? They didn't talk about it. Maybe they will. <laughs> but I know you're a big fan of the uh, of the the dick pic. So yeah. <laughs> Not just the dick pic, us, but the Vine, Christie's the Vine video of it. Oh, I haven't seen the Vine. He's on TV, but but I'm not as interested in penises as you, yeah. are, so I don't know if I'm going to seek it out. It looks like he just adjusted himself, opened his shorts, yeah. and did some adjusting, and it got caught on film. And apparently, when he plays mm-hmm. basketball, he doesn't wear underwear. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Anything else? I'm not going to say anything. So <laughs> do you have anything else on that? No, I do have something else for Friday. All right. What is sure, this egg story? I have more questions. It's right. You know what? It probably is something really terrible or, or just like brush it off like a dream catcher. But 
because they ha- keep pushing it, like, oh, we'll get to the egg story. Mm-hmm. Oh, the egg story tomorrow for sure. Top of the show. Right. The, because they keep bumping it, now I need to know. Well, the the funny thing is the the instant he said it the first time that they were going to talk about eggs and and I think the the angle was something like, you know, why do we eat them or, you know, what makes it a good idea about it or something. I immediately was formulating a, a defense of eggs <laughs> because I'm a fan. Okay. So I, I've chambered this defense and now I have to wait and wait and wait. And by the time they finally talk about it, I'll probably, you know, the edge will be off my egg game. And you won't care anymore. I either won't care anymore. Or I won't remember, you know, I won't. Because uh, I had like within five minutes of him teasing that, I was like, "All right, I'm ready. <laughs> bring on the egg, bring on the egg story." And then, and then it didn't happen. And then he teased it again, and I said, "I know it's not going to happen now," because he teased it again, mm-hmm. and of course it didn't happen. So uh, Luke would never listen this deep in the show. He would never even listen to the show. Um, but if he teases that egg story again and doesn't doesn't deliver, I'm I'm going to have to do something drastic. I think. <clears throat> Uh, how to get involved with the show, littleredbandwagon.com. Uh, Facebook, that's, that's where the good action is actually on Little Red Bandwagon right now. The Stens is becoming a ghetto <laughs> of, uh, of political posts and people's state of mind. It's things, nothing to do with actual TBTL business. But again, I'll get to that next week. Um, personal Twitters, forget that this week. What I need you to do, Wagoneers. Follow my wife on Twitter at Joy Stealer. It's a very easy handle and so accurate at times. <laughs> I was gonna at say. Joy Stealer. Did you set that up for her? No, I did not. Oh, okay. I did not. I did not. I may have provided the handle, but I didn't set the account up for her. She's very tech savvy. So she tweets every once in a while. She'll tweet more if she had more followers and she's very funny. And she actually sometimes tells the truth about what goes on in this household, which I never do. Okay. The show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Uh, email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voice, mail, or text 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Takedown Podcast, as I droned on and on about before, we're done with our regular episodes, so there won't be one out today. Next thing you'll see from us is our finale, which we'll post probably in a few weeks. So, nerd out loud. Um... I listened to today. Tell us about that one, Christy. This week on Nerd Out Loud, we um, talked to DJ. He's a listener of this show, a long time 10. He nerds out about Chex Mix. And so we talked to him about his love of Chex Mix. And we both have that's, tried it. Uh, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I found he gave me two different kinds. He gave <laughs> me a tame version of it and he gave me a hot version of it. And I ate... Um, Half of both. I thought the, the, the plain version was too mild and the hot version was too hot. So I ate half of both because I'm, I'm cheap like that, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't completely happy with either one. Mm-hmm. But then I put, dumped them both in the same bag and mixed them up and it was good from there on. Okay. It's just the right amount of hot for old clip clop. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you can't hardly not, like, eat hot guys. stuff anymore. I, I can't hardly eat hot stuff. It gives me heartburn. Like cucumbers even give yeah. me heartburn. Um, so, uh, what do we got uh, next week, Christy? Uh, it looks like we're having one of your friends, Hillary Livingston Butler, on, and her favorite episode mm-hmm. is Preacher Jen. Oh, that is the episode where Jen was preaching to her I think, sister, a cousin, or neighbor, and her sister. Yes, I can't were, wait. To she had a couple acolytes. 
it's it's pretty good. Yeah, and and what's going on? Um, we're going to be doing some recording with the Washingtons. Is that still on? Yes, I believe so. They're going to be those, having a slumber those party. Are the, really? Mm-hmm. What night is that? <laughs> uh, they said you're not invited, Mike. Mm, they specifically I, said I on, can guys. come, but you're not invited. <sighs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. All right, so we're gonna they're gonna send us tape or we're gonna interview them or what what what's happening? Yes, we're gonna interview them. It's okay. It's a Kelly okay. McBride Folkers to be specific. Okay, well, I look forward to that. We'll get that done, and so the the show that co- will come out on Saturday will be Hillary with Preacher Jen, and then the Washingtons will probably come out the following week. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have tonight, Christy. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. And that's all I have tonight, Christy. Get Ellie, get Ellie back on the mic. Get Ellie back. Get Ellie back. I'm going to throw it to Ellie. Wake her up. No, no, no. <laughs> Can I tell you what went wrong there? I, I've been experimenting with new. You were on Twitter. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, ex, I'm, ex, um, experimenting with new endings because I don't like that I use two necks. And you can see I even wrote right. it, right. but, I see but then it didn't flow with how I was going to do it, because I was going to say, um, you know, next time we're going to have Hillary, blah, 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 and then, until then, this is the next party. Nailed it!